Hello everyone and welcome to the ABC7 Pot Squad and the lead here in beautiful Sarasota, Florida right here on the Sun Coast, the place we love to call home. This is digital content manager Melissa Ratliff and I had an amazing opportunity today. It is no secret I'm a big fan of theater and the arts and today I got to sit down and talk with Lee Gundersheimer and Amanda Heisey of the Players Center here in Sarasota and talk about what they have planned for their upcoming season and some of the events they're planning in the community as well some educational opportunities if you're looking to get involved in the art scene here. Thanks for listening. This is The Lead. Hi guys, it's Melissa Ratliff with The Lead and I'm here with Lee and Amanda from the Player Center. I got that right for the Performing Arts and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the exciting things that you guys have coming up in this upcoming season, auditions, education-wise, and it's so nice. So thanks for having the time to come out and talk with us today. So if you guys want to fill us in, what's going on this season here in Sarasota? Oh, we have an awful lot. Thanks for having us, first of all. And uh, it's the 93rd season, so we should just take a moment and go, wow, 93 years. But it's my first season, so um, I, I thought we should do six plays that sort of matter. And by matter, meaning help us to find purpose and help us to really um, explore what it means to be just as fully alive as possible. So the first was uh, a, a show that we decided because of a, a, a loss, a great loss. And losing Stephen Sondheim is probably as important in the world of theater as anything. So we thought we would do um, Side by Side by Sondheim, a review of some of his great works as a tribute to him. As soon as you said being alive, I knew I knew where we were going, and I'm a huge <laughs> Sondheim fan. I actually had Annie Morrison here um, not too long ago talk to her. I'm a big theater nerd. You know, uh, so that's amazing. So tell us a little bit about Side by Side and what's going with it. It was the first sort of compilation review that was put together. There have been a few since, but it's sort of the golden years of Sondheim. And it's the best tunes from most of the great shows that you know, um, anything from company to... Uh, uh, you know, it it doesn't include the very latest material, but it it has most of the great songs from Follies and Little Night Music, and you know, the, just the all the hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, what else are we looking at this season? Well, there's a bunch, there's we, so many. Then we jump. We thought we would do something fun for Halloween. Do you want to talk about that one, Amanda? Sure. So. People are very excited about this one. So we're doing Little Shop of Horrors in October, which, you know, people like know the movie and the musical is, I mean, obviously like we love theater. So is even better um, than the movie. So if you like the movie, then you'll love the musical. Um, so it's it's actually exciting. We didn't talk about the fact that um, we're setting our stage up differently this coming season. It's going to be in the round. So you'll be very immersed in all of the shows. So just imagine how immersed you can be in Little Shop of Horrors in October. I can't, I can't think of a better show to be immersed in or have, you know, your little jump scares or in the round. I mean, or in, you very know. excited about the director for that show. He's got some incredible ideas about doing it both reverently, you know, respecting that it's this amazing sort of cult um, uh, and has a cult following, but also um, his own spin on things. So um, Brian Finnerty is going to be directing it. And if you've ever seen him perform or do anything, you know that you might be in for a real roller coaster of imagination. So we're really excited about what he made to bring to it. And then 
Uh, Amanda, again, talk about this only because she'll be directing. <laughs> what, what can we expect from you? So in December, we are doing Miracle on 34th Street, a live musical radio play. So if you've seen the movie Miracle on 34th Street, that is the story, but it's set in like the late 40s, like in a, a you know, a radio hall. So um, you'll be you'll be inside. So the, the actors are playing different characters. There's a folly artist. So it has a lot of like nostalgic feels. It's a musical. There's still the story. So it's going to be we're really excited about doing that. Yeah, and we should stress that there is a great deal of music in it. So it tells this beautiful story, but there is some wonderful holiday music in it too, and with a live band. So it'll be oh, really, be really beautiful. fun. Yeah. yeah. And then in the spring, as we approach the you know the new year, what are we expecting well, in between? Yeah. We have a little bit of a January feel, and our next show, we take a moment, a little breath from the musical aspect, and we go to Proof which is a Pulitzer Prize winning play. It's just an amazing journey um, about a young um, mathematician's daughter uh, uh, who is discovering herself and finding a way back into her own sense of um, who she is. And it has this really cool twist in it that you just don't think is going to happen. And audiences often gasp or or go, oh my God, because they had no idea that it was headed in the direction it's going. But it's all about um, she's accused of certain things and then you find out for sure what's really happening. So there is a little bit of a murder mystery even element to it. But it's a beautiful, beautiful drama and it has great roles for actors and we have just an amazing director working on it and we think we're going to have a really great cast and without spoiling anything i have seen that show live and Uh, never fails i've seen it i've seen it two or three times live always a gasp always a gasp in the audience so that's definitely worth it if you like that sort of suspenseful build up to you know a big reveal great show for that and then in the height of the season we're we're going with a true audience favorite it's a show that's been done many times in sarasota but we hope we're going to be doing it intimately in the round and in a way they may not have seen it before and that's always patsy klein and it's just, you know, the great songs of Patsy Cline with a really interesting story, um, you know, the t- her friend and her in the production. So it's a two-woman show, which we're excited about, too. It's about time to put those women right in the center and up front. So I will agree with that, yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you want to talk about the next one? Should ask, yeah. Sure. So um, to close out our 93rd season, um, in March, we have Godspell, which I know totally a favorite by people um and you can do so much with godspell like telling all of those stories with all of that great music that you know everyone's come to know and love um that we're excited to see what they're going to do with it because it can go kind of any which way so it's going to be really exciting we have a great director um scott keys he used to teach at booker um, booker high school so we're he's fabulous so he's gonna be doing some great stuff and we're excited about doing it just as a lead into the easter season too so it's sort of it's in March, but it's the beginning of uh, the reflection of what faith means to to folks at that time. So are, as you mentioned being in the round before, are you excited to see Godspell in the round? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, you know that, how close they can. I mean, not saying that people should. You know, people get scared about people being in your face, but it's so exciting. Like that you can. There do was so a much. great production in New York recently, the revival that was at Circle in the Square, and doing it in the round with this show particularly works because it's supposed to be an irreverent romp with a lot of improvisation and audience participation so it should be really exciting 
I mean, and of course, those are those are great choices for this season. So I, you know, I I just got excited hearing everyone. I was trying not to cheat and look to see so I could be <laughs> excited and surprised in advance. Um, and of course, and talk a little bit about the loss of Sondheim since that's the big season opener. That was such a blow. You know, what makes us unique is we are a community theater. So anybody that wants to come out and you know, get center stage. We're thrilled to have you. And uh, as a theater nerd, I'm assuming that at some point you probably have performed. So uh, hopefully d- yeah, <laughs> we can twist your arm and maybe you'll come out. Yes, I would love that. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, huge Sondheim fan, which is why I brought that up because it's been such a loss and we're seeing him performed more and more just because everyone's paying tribute. So are you excited right. to, to bring oh, that to the absolutely. forefront? Absolutely. And as you said, uh, with Ann Morrison, who had a connection to Sondheim, our director actually was in a Sondheim pr- production and, and worked with him. So we're, we're really, really um, happy to be taking a moment and just look back on the work. I was just saying this to someone the other day. You hear a song like Being Alive and you go, okay, if I could have written one song at my... And then you think of all the other songs and you're like, I, I mean, what it must have been like to sit down at a piano and just write great, great timeless song after great timeless song. Repeatedly. Um, I don't know where he got it from. But <laughs> losing my over, mind. Losing my mind. I marry mean, me a little. Oh, they're, yeah. They're I'll, just song after song. I grew up listening to Sondheim, so that's that. losing him. What's was your a, favorite? My Well, I've done Into the Woods four times. Wow. <laughs> Were you Little Red? I was Little Red once. I was Cinderella twice, and I was a stepsister the very first time I did uh, it. So I, I've done, I, I could probably do it from memory. Uh-huh. Um, but my absolute favorite Sondheim song is uh, "Move On" from Sunday Night oh, Georgia, wow. my absolute favorite. So uh, yeah, that's uh, it's it's wonderful to see the way that community theaters, especially here in the Sun Coast, have been just like reaching out to you know honor him. And you see that, and I'm so glad you guys are starting your season with that. But all, all these strong choices. But the good thing about a community theater, and you both know this, is that you get to reach out also into the community for performers, but you also get to educate and and teach people about these things that they may not know in the mainstream of less. So can you tell us a little bit about your, your education programs, what your outreach in the community yeah. is? So um, look at our website for auditions. We still have auditions for the next four shows in the season. So please come out and do that. But we also have a studio. So the player studio is located in the Rosemary district. Um, so we have classes for adults. We, uh, we have classes for kids. We have summer camps all summer. Um, starting in July, we have a four week summer camp where they're doing, uh, we will rock you with the music of queen. Yeah. So um, if you're interested in, becoming involved in theater if you don't think you know quite enough or want to like dip your toes back in because you have been out of it for a while we're the perfect place to go we can find a class for you we can get you reacclimated we have some audition workshops coming up um Mm -hmm. like this summer in case that's something you feel like maybe you need to to feel more comfortable although we are very welcoming and open so if we're not scary so if you want to just try it out even if you don't think you know anything we would will welcome you with open arms to do that. And we're very inclusive, both uh, financially and uh, in every way we can. So if there, if we do, and we do have students that sometimes have a financial hardship, we're willing to to, and we have sponsors that are willing to help us to make that happen. So you should always um, uh, not be afraid in any way to reach out. Yeah, we have a scholarship fund called the Building Better Grown-Up Scholarship Fund. So one of our big mantras is we never turn a child away for their inability to pay or anyone away. It doesn't have to be a child. Um, so we are very, you know, open. To, we want to educate the next the next generation of theater lovers. Two stories about that really quickly, if I could. Um, we should talk for a moment about our, our incredible um, beast 
the um, student that has come all the way up through. But we're also um, working with Barbara Johnson, who was on our stage when she was a teenager, and she's now well into adulthood. She's in her, I believe, 70s and um, has been connected to the players off and on all of her life. And it's just so amazing to us that we have people that we have introduced to the theater and then have been sharing the stage and, and our productions for all those years. But go ahead and talk about this one student. So one of the things that makes us special is that we have performance groups um, for all different ages. We have a 50-plus group. We have um, littles. We have more of the teen, middle school, high school ages um, for plays and musicals that, that go throughout the year. One of our students that has been in that program since he was very young, I think he started in summer camp, and then did our Players Kids Next Gen group. Um, he is now going to be a senior in high school, and he was just our beast when we did Beauty and the Beast Junior just this past year, and he's just grown so much. He's such a talented performer. Now he's like a role model to the other students, but we used to scholarship him um, for years. We scholarshiped him. And now we, we were like, oh, hey, we really want you back. Like, are you, are you going to come back and, and perform with us? And like, do you need any help? And his mom was like, no, like, thank you so much. You've done so much for us, but we, we don't need it this year. We're okay. Like, we want to make sure that that goes to another student that, that also wants to grow and learn. And he He's one of our best students. And I, as a newbie in town, when I saw him perform, I went, oh my gosh, this is a young superstar. I mean, this this is somebody who could have a career, a major career if he chooses to. And I'm just so proud that we gave him these opportunities and created this amazing artist. And I think of all of the students that have come through, and even if they just use it to build camaraderie or certain skills that they'll be able to use in life, that we've had a, you know, a hand in that. So the education department is so important to who we are as a, a theater. Yeah, I, I obviously I grew up in theater and this is just something that moves me just hearing you talk about it. I grew up in theater. I actually worked as a theater educator very briefly and then also went into broadcasting just from speech and trauma, which is why I'm here. Um, and I think of all the students I know who were so touched and affected by our high school theater teachers, the teachers in our community theaters. And it's such a wonderful thing to do. And so if you have doubts about this, that maybe I can't afford to do this, that I can't or be I don't think you have the skill try it. And we should also note, it doesn't have to be as a performer. We have young technicians, we have young directors, we have stage managers, we have people that want to learn producing. Um, You'd be amazed at how many different facets of a personality can fit into theater. Everything from math whizzes who want to become designers or engineers or theater makers from the backstage to stage managers. And what kind of personality wants to be a stage manager? I don't know, but they are the most (laughs) vital piece of the puzzle so many times. So There is something for everyone in theater. And don't let anybody convince you otherwise. If you can't sing and dance... There is something for everyone and that you guys have this resource available to you. And, of course, we're going to put a web story up with the links on how you can get involved as a child, uh, contact information for the website, and where you can look to get involved with this because it is life-changing. And take these opportunities that are in front of you because not everyone is lucky enough to have a resource like this. And a child at heart. You can be 80 and and be learning a new skill and coming back. We have a wonderful program where um, we have performers well into their retirement that are coming and learning skills. And there's nothing like teaching a tap dance to someone in their 60s, you know? (laughs) 
but yeah, is there uh, anything else that we can look forward to you guys from there the, for the some, seasons? Yeah, there are some it. special event programs that I think would be really important to highlight, including one that Amanda's been very um, uh, sort of uh, a leader of or co-creator of, and that's our Sleepy Hollow production that we hope to be returning. But we have um, a, a second um, round of a show that was at the Sarasola Festival, which is a one-woman musical of Golda Meir, Rhapsody for Golda that will be in, um, I believe it's in November, um, that'll be um, performing. And um, w we have Sleepy Hollow that'll be uh, performing. You want to talk a, a well, little bit? Sure. Um, so last year was our fifth year. This would be our sixth year um, doing Sleepy Hollow out at the Sarasota Polo Grounds. So it's outdoors. Um, it's about an hour-ish long. There's a real horse. So that's really cool. Um, but people really enjoy it. It's it's uh, very family-friendly, but it's really cool. It's outdoors. It's beautiful out there. It's literally like nothing like the sun setting at the end of Sleepy Hollow. Um, so it's definitely a, a big seasonal favorite you know it's kind of like christmas carol but for those people that like a little spooky halloween so look for that that's going to be the end of october and on valentine's day on the actual day we're going to have a special cabaret performance at jimmy maz show that's just for lovers silly love songs and you'll be able to uh, order a bottle of champagne and have some chocolates and sit and listen to some amazing cabaret so that's a new show and then we hope to be returning our broadway on the bay um, uh, and that'll be in the beginning of May. Yeah, so that's there's a lot of opportunities, not only to get involved in multiple ways, but also things that are coming up for the community so that you can, if, you, if, you're, if you're not somebody who's comfortable on stage or backstage, you can still get involved and watch and take part in that, and that is incredible. So um, we will definitely make sure that you guys have access if you're listening to all these to these resources so that you can get involved or you can come watch or you can support because, uh, you know, support keeps the arts alive, as does your time and your effort. So, yeah, thank you guys so much. This no has been problem. a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, like I said, if I forget anything else, feel free to, and I can I can add it onto our um, web story on mysuncoast.com, and we'll put this whole podcast up so they can listen. And, yeah, so, uh, but before we go, what's your favorite Sondheim song? Oh. <laughs> you know, put you I on just the spot. sobbed the other day listening to Children Will Listen mm. because uh, how how do you write a song that will last for centuries and still have great meaning? And I don't think there's anything more important than the politics of that song without being political, if that makes any sense. In other words, it's just about the responsibility that we have to be alive, to make our lives meaningful and just and pass that on to our children. I mean, does it get any better than that? And to write a song about that? And have a beautiful melody. Uh, it's just amazing. And how about you? How oh, about my you? goodness. You're putting you on the spot. That's <laughs> I know. I'm so awful. But you, I was asked, so. <laughs> um, uh, I just was trying to go through really quickly, like, all the discography I could think of. Like, um, this is kind of a silly one. So, I'm Still Here from Follies can be one of those songs that you're like, oh my gosh, so repetitive. But we used it a lot when we were talking about how the longevity of our theater. And so it's kind of one of those songs that I just attribute to, you know, you're surviving all of these things. Like you've seen all of it and you're still doing it. You're still yeah. there. So I have to respect that song. And post-pandemic, it has a whole nother meaning. <laughs> no, it really does. The other shows that are coming up too, um, uh, specifically Miracle on 34th Street, we could certainly use some great performers and singers for that. So keep 
go to theplayers.org under auditions and you'll have all the information or like our Facebook page. It's a really good way to get most of the updated information as quickly as possible. Yeah, and we will link that in uh, on mysuncoast.com. So if you uh, can sing, dance, want to give it a whirl, go for it. And if, if you can't, Try it anyway. We'll, we'll, they'll fi- they will find something for you to do. So <laughs> we will have all that information for you. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today on our little show here. And, um, yeah, thank you so much. It was, it, it was great to talk to you. Pleasure to meet you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Lee and Amanda from the Player Center for Performing Arts here in beautiful Sarasota for joining us. If you have any questions about how you can get involved, you can check out their website, Facebook page. And remember, we will have a link to all that information on mysuncoast.com. Until next time, this is Melissa Ratliff in the ABC7 Pod Squad Studio, and this is The Lead. <laughs>